TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Oh, yeah, here it is. Another Tuesday, another day of Chair Shot Radio, and another day of hockey talk. Hockey talk is on the Chair Shot Radio Network here at thechairshot.com. We encourage you to always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And I am, of course, joined by my partner in crime, the lawyer himself, one, David Ungar. Dave, how you doing, my friend? How are you doing? Hockey-wise, feeling better this week. Caps are on a winning streak. Must so, be. Yes. Must be nice. Must be nice. Oh, sorry. Must be nice. <laughs> no, I, I mean, as I said last week, one half of my predictions for uh, for uh my gross overreactions on the season is going to come true in that uh, the St. Louis Blues are not making the playoffs, man. They're just not. They're, they're something big's going to have to happen because they are all or nothing as a team. Even when they win, they're all or nothing. Like they win when they score seven goals and then they'll score zero goals, but they sure shooting can give up a lot of goals. And it's, it's a defensive problem every single day in st louis and that is very very depressing as a fan uh your uh, your coach had some unflattering remarks about your goaltender the other day didn't he well made a life choice uh if if we're gonna get into that so for those of you who don't know jordan bennington uh cheap shot at a guy i can't remember who they were playing he kind of cheap shot at a dude coming behind the goal game was out of hand the blues had already lost and and jordan bennington's bull crap like that And, and so Tom Baruby was like, or I'm sorry, Craig Baruby. Tom Baruby is a guy I know at work. Uh, Craig Baruby basically said, Jordan Bennington, he's a competitor. He's a great goaltender. He, he's better than this cheap shot stuff. And we're going to have a talk about it. And so they did, all is not well in St. Louis, man. And I don't, I don't know that there's a fix. And, and generally when things go this bad, um, that usually means that maybe a change is in order. I I think my next bold prediction is a change at head coach. Uh, that's usually the first step that happens when a team isn't performing. Yeah, you know, and Doug Armstrong has been largely quiet so far about all of this. You know, kind of saying the right things. We're not where we want to be. We got you know the team's got a lot of season. They've been here before. They're resilient, but yeah, just yeesh, yeesh. It's gross right yeah. now. Hockey's and there's uh, no excuse. No, hockey's and as we've said before, hockey's the one sport where they're not shy about midseason coaching changes because they usually work out really well. Look at the St. Louis Blues. Uh look at the Montreal Canadiens. So yeah, I I, I Baruby's probably on the hot seat. You know, they went on that little run and now they're kind of back to floundering and I yeah. I right. And they have it. to be back. They have to be back on the hot seat. 
You know, and we're going to talk uh, about another team in the second half of the program after we kind of do a rundown of the standings and look at how things go, maybe talk about some notable things. Vegas breaking Boston's home winning streak uh, this week in kind of a thrill. It was a thrilling game. I actually watched this game, Dave. Did you watch this game? Did you, no. or did you catch how it went? I, I didn't see how, when I saw the end of the uh, Bruins Arizona game the other night, which is fantastic because of a mental gaffe by Boston, but uh, I did not catch the Bruins in Vegas. So, so the Bruins in Vegas, Vegas jumped out to a three, three score league. They were up three to nothing on Boston in the second period. And Boston comes all the way back to tie it. We get a, we get an empty overtime period and, and they lose that game in a shootout. So even though Boston lost on home ice, it was still like, it wasn't a gimme. And it was crazy the way they came back. They had a five on three power play. Vegas looked like they were about to kill it. And and a late goal, like literally like it was one of those goals where like the time is expiring and the fourth man is getting back on the ice. So Boston took advantage of some Vegas miscues in the second period to tie things back up and force it to go to an overtime where Vegas won it in the shootout. So that, that streak ended where it will, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a team in fourth place a little bit later in the central, or, uh, sorry. Yeah. In fourth place in the central division, I want to talk about the Colorado avalanche and the, the, the war of attrition they are suffering with injuries because the, you know, the avalanche a team that we picked as a, as a Stanley cup level team, they are struggling, but they're not struggling because like the blues are struggling and that there's there's just a talent gap and something's missing. They're just missing bodies and players. And they lost another one this week and it was a big one in, in, in. so it's, it's been rough to say the least. Well, that's cool. But, I wanted to ask you about another team, a team in the Atlantic Division not named the Boston Bruins, so maybe we can talk about that. Okay. Yeah, we can talk about that. Why don't we talk about that now? We, we really don't, like, unless there's something you really want to point out, you talked about your Caps going on a little bit of a run here. You know, they've won three in a row. That's first looking time, good. First time this uh, year. A lot of things haven't changed at the top in the divisions, the Atlantic and the Metropolitan in particular. You got Winnipeg of all places sitting on top in the central, which is just still kind of crazy to me. Like they were good. I didn't know they were that good. The dogs agree. And Vegas hasn't moved either. So, uh oh. Is uh, it time to rein them in? Is there somebody at the door? I don't know. Hold on a second. Give me just a minute to rein these all right. in. All right. The dogs have been wrangled. You were about to, Dave, talk about a, a team in the Atlantic. Not named the Boston Bruins. Who do you want to talk about for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, man. <laughs> they're charging. This is the year. This, this is the be. year, Dave. What, I, I mean, there's two streaks going on with Toronto. They've got like a 14-game point streak. That's almost secondary to the fact that Mitch Marner has a 22-game point streak, which is remarkable. In, obscene. <laughs> it is obscene. And, and, you know, they're now sitting just one. Boston's faltered a little teeny bit. Toronto's yep. sitting there one point behind the Bruins, um, looking very dangerous. Marner looks unstoppable. Austin Matthews is Austin Matthews. Yeah, yep. I, I I feel like as great as Boston's been this year, we probably just haven't been paying much attention to, to, to Toronto, who's just quietly. Well, it's, yeah, you're right, because it's hard. It's hard to, 
you know, Boston started out so strong, and they still are strong. Like, let's not conflate things here. They are 21-4-1 in Boston. They are still really good. Um, and we'll be really good all the way through. But you're absolutely right. The Leafs just killing it, killing it. They shut out the Stars this past week. It's it's nuts. They haven't lost in regulation since November 12th. November 12th. And they've the got, point streak for Marner started on the 27th of October. You're looking at a team with, like you're saying, six overtime losses. I mean, those are points. 14-point yeah. game streak. I mean, yeah, okay, you're losing, so it, it tells you something about your three-on-three three strategy or your shootout skill, perhaps. But, uh, right. but yeah, that's still, I, I mean, and, and you know, it's, it's like a two-team race in the Atlantic. Tampa, too bad Tunney's not on here yet, so he could pick his brain about what's wrong with his lightning. But, um... Yeah, time. I, time, father, time. Well, you know, and you for start, a team that's in third place, right? Like, right. Speaking of another team in third place, and you pointed it out, you sent me the tweet earlier. Um, Sidney Crosby having a tremendous year in Pittsburgh, and so are the he Penguins. Really is. So are the Pens. Fountain of youth. But you know, there's been so many old veteran players. You know, we've talked about Ovechkin the last couple of weeks on this show. Crosby, uh, I forget what the point line was, but or what his stat line was, but it's something kind of ridiculous especially at his age the kind of year he's having it was uh let's get it here he's 35 years old he's on pace for 50 61 and 111 like that's and the the thing with crosby is you know and and ovechkin gets a lot of attention and rightfully so because what's he at 796 now so he's four away from 800 that's tremendous but you have to remember crosby you take away, I mean, the guy lost like two years to concussion related syndrome, you know, that sort of thing and injuries to his neck. If he's healthy, Sid's biggest problem has always been his longevity and his health. But if he doesn't have those two years that he misses, my goodness, he's probably right there with Ovi in the conversation, at least for, I I, yeah. I still think, you know, Alex is a better pure goal scorer than Sidney is, but I still think as far as an overall team player and just what he brings Crosby's still the better player. You know, he lose, he he give him those two years back. He's a guy who I know a few years ago, we thought he might never play again. Comes back and leads the pens to back to back cups. And I mean, so yeah, he, I, (laughs) it's one of those situations where I don't like the guy because of who he plays for, but I recognize how great he is. And the pens are Latang came back already. So that's uh, another boon for the Penguins. And yeah, we're good. We were going to, I was going to, I was going to talk about that a little bit after the break is, uh, is this is what happens when I don't write a rundown for, for hockey talk. We just wing it. But uh, yeah, Latang is back on the ice. No, we don't really need another, but Latang, yeah, back on the ice, return to practice, which we talked about last week that all indicators for Latang was that that injury was not, threatening threat like not career threatening and that it you know wasn't even the first of that type of stroke that he had it's still scary and concerning but great to see him back on the ice and practicing and let's be honest the nhl is better if boston and pittsburgh are performing well they just are it just is that's a fact that is a fact of life one you can't deny so no you and and before you go 
look at the Eastern Conference, and that's got to make Gary Bettman smile from ear to ear. You look at the teams excelling, Boston, big market team, Toronto, one of your biggest, possibly your biggest Canadian market of starving fans, Tampa right. Bay, of course. You've got all three. Even New York Detroit. Met- yeah. Even Detroit and four. Detroit. But you've got all three New York metropolitan area teams in the playoffs right now with the Devils, Islanders, and Rangers. And the Penguins are very good as well. So, yeah, it's it's a good time for the Eastern Conference to <laughs> to bolster the ranks of the NHL. They're like, oh, this is this is actually working out pretty well. Here, here's the thing is outside of the Pacific, it really is kind of a good year so far for some legacy teams. You know, you got the Jets and the Stars. The Jets are for sale. Like, or no, sorry, Ottawa's for sale. My bad. Winnipeg's not for sale wrong i mean it's all canada and even so, ottawa right. ever since you buried them has gone on a little bit of a run so i mean as good as a team in last place could do with their one game winning streak as of, as of this recording but yes you are right um it's just yeah it is it's it's for hockey you you i, I always make the man on the street argument. we do this on bandwagon nerds a lot too when I love him to death, but when Ray gets very protective of, of lesser known commodities, like, like Blue Beetle, like yes, like like if I were to if I were to make a comp, the Minnesota Wild are the Blue Beetle of the NHL. Like it's a nice story that Minnesota makes the playoffs and can give a run, but let's be honest, we all want to see Superman, and that's Boston. That's the Rangers, which we're going to talk about on the second half of the show. That's Toronto. That's Detroit. Detroit's a real legacy team that has been down in the dumps for so long. And if they continue to play well, a resurgent Detroit Red Wing squad is good for hockey. It just is. It's, it's, it is good for hockey. And it's not your Scotty Bowman Red Wings. But they're still, that's a legacy team. That's a city that has major sports teams across the board and all of them have been trashed for so long that you just this it'd be great for the city of detroit yeah if they could if they could continue this run when the when the original six teams are doing well the nhl in general correspondingly does well and right now you've got a lot of them you know you got boston you got toronto number one and two in their division, you got the Rangers in the playoffs. You got Detroit, eh, Chicago, <laughs> not so much. Uh, that was my other bold prediction that did not pan out. We're gonna we're gonna not talk about that bold prediction. And uh, so, who's the other? Oh, yeah, Montreal, of course. Uh, they're, right, they're kind of in the rant, running a little bit. Yeah, they're working on it. All right, we're gonna take our first commercial break, Dave. And when we come back, I got two teams that I want us to talk about, and they are the two teams that we talked about in the Stanley Cup Finals last year and one of which i predicted to hoist the cup this year they're struggling we're going to play a little game of press the panic button or take a deep breath we come back here on hockey talk on chair shot radio network part of the chair wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write. 
so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. I forgot to do this in the first part of the show, so I thought I'd do it now. Can't not have the hockey music, right? That's right. Damn Skippy. All right. So, Dave, we actually have mentioned both of these teams in our in our discussion of kind of looking at where things are going uh, this season or, you know, this week in, in hockey. But I wanted to kind of circle back to them because both of these teams were teams we highlighted as potential Stanley Cup finalists and teams to hoist the Stanley Cup. One, last year's Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche, and the other, the New York Rangers, a team that I said would – get to the Stanley Cup. I can't remember if I predicted him to hoist it or if I if I predicted a Colorado repeat. I can't remember which I did. But I definitely had them in the finals again. Like I thought it like rematch I thought New York was like a guy away from really making a big push. And here we are looking at two teams that are currently not out of the playoffs necessarily. The Rangers, I mean the Rangers are in fifth. They can still you know, they're a point out. And Colorado is in fourth. But both of them have not performed to the level that I think anyone expected. So we're going to play a little game of panic or don't panic. And we'll start in the West with the uh, with the Avalanche. So Colorado Avalanche, fourth place, a litany of injuries. They just lost another one with Nate McKinnon being out four weeks up to four weeks with an upper body injury if you're the avalanche do we panic or do we not panic probably not i think um colorado right now is on the outside of the wild card by eh, two points to calgary uh the the uh the west is kind of struggling in general some of the teams out there who we thought would excel haven't teams that we weren't watching like vegas and seattle have done well but it seems like it doesn't it feels like deja vu last year we were having the same conversation about Colorado because they struggled for probably roughly half the season then everybody got healthy and then they just annihilated the rest of the league all the way to the Stanley Cup final and hoisting the cup sure well but here's the here's the list of names that are out right now so you got McKinnon who's out four weeks you've got Landis Scott captain who is out. Just uh, he's recovering from arthroscopic surgery on his knee. You've got uh, Valeri Nishushkin and Arturi Lakinen 
as well as uh, Josh Manson on the defensive end and Bowen Byram. So it's just a lot. I mean, this is a ton of dudes. It is. That's a, that's a, that's a lot to overcome, even for Colorado. Now, some of these guys, again, hockey's so secretive with its injuries that I'm always lower just body. like lower body something like, yeah, upper. Well, even, even, okay. So even McKinnon, McKinnon, four weeks, upper body industry or injury industry, upper body industry, injury. I can't speak. That's I'm, I'm drunk. On need something. To drink more scotch. Um, maybe. I do think that their talent, they're a very deep team in Colorado. I just wonder if these injuries linger, will it be too late? Yeah. The ones like uh, McKinnon and Landis Gong are the ones that concern me, but they're both probably, you know, by the time they come back, you're looking at a month. They're maybe just before the halfway point of the season. So I think that they're going to be okay. Um, I know that, you know, losing Kemper to the caps, um, you know, their, their goaltending has been okay. What's their, their uh, plus seven in goal differential. So, you know, as far, and you look at teams below the line, (laughs) Colorado's the only one with a positive goal differential. So, I, I don't think goaltending's the issue right now. I think uh, it's just it's a matter of getting healthy. They're they're hanging in there. Colorado, I'm not worried about so much because I think the West is the weaker of the conferences right now. Now, turning to the other team you want to talk All about, right. that's a different so, yeah, story. So <laughs> let's 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 lay the foundation here first before you say that's a different story. So New York Rangers went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I had them pegged as the team to make it to the finals this year. I think I agree. They are currently in fifth in the Metropolitan. New Jersey is way up on them. They are only three points behind the Islander. No, sorry, not three points. Let's get to the right thing. They are one point behind the Islanders, two behind Pittsburgh. So it's not like they're way out of range. But – to, to say they haven't met expectations, I mean, they've lost to teams like the Blackhawks, the Senators, and the Ducks this season. That seems concerning. So, Dave, I, again, we're coming up on the halfway point of the season. Panic or don't panic? With the Rangers, I think there should be more concern. And I, know, I recognize, for the people listening who are going to you know jump on us, I, I realize they are in the last wildcard spot right now. But... You're looking at a team with a one-point lead over Detroit, three points up on Florida and the Caps. I mean, you want to talk about a team that needs to panic right now. It's probably the Florida Panthers because they've massively underachieved. But for the Rangers, my concern with them is that, yeah, the teams in front of them, the Islanders, maybe, you know, maybe they swap places the rest of the year. But Pittsburgh, Carolina, New Jersey, none of them are going away. And I, like I said, the West is the weaker conference. The East is tough. And, you know, you look at you look at the teams that are all bunched together who are going to fight for that last wild card. Detroit, Florida, Washington, Montreal, all of them are pretty good teams. So you can't just kind of like assume that, you know, the Rangers have got what it takes to cruise in. I mean, Shesterkin, like we said last week, I think, hasn't quite lived up to the loftiness of last year. Um, you know, and, and you compare that to Colorado, the teams chasing them, Vancouver, Nashville, St. Louis, and San Jose, uh, none of them have been particularly great. Vancouver's a huge disappointment this year. Boudreaux's probably going to be the first coach to get canned this year because he's such a disappointment. But um, so Colorado, I think, has 
when you look at them and say, okay, there's a little bit more flexibility, there's a little bit more leeway, they've got bigger margin for error. Rangers don't have that. So unless they fix, and they're not injury riddled like the Avalanche have been, they're largely no, they're they are. They're, there's another thing that's really interesting if you look at this: the the Rangers have gone to overtime or a shootout six times this season. They're one in five in those games. So that that tells you a little bit about sort of where. And if they if they'd even I think it's if they would have pulled like two of those games out, like if they just won those, they'd be in second place. And third, second place in the division. Are we even talking about them right now? Probably so not. probably not. Some of some of it's some of it's luck, right? Like some of it. I I I hate shootouts. I, I just do. It's and it's the same thing. It's like the World Cup, uh, World Cup football. I, I watch these things and I'm like. So wait a minute, we went, you know, 90 minutes, then an extra 30 minutes just to turn around and line everybody up and kick at the goal for, you know, PKs and see like that. And that's what a shootout is. A shootout is you go, you know, you go 60 minutes, then an extra, I don't even remember how long, like what overtime is. Five, um, five minutes of three. Yeah, it's like five, yeah, it's five minutes of, yeah, five minutes. And, and if that doesn't net you a winner then it's a skills competition at that point. And who's on that day? So I don't know. This is also why hockey plays 80 games in a season, much like baseball. You need, you need the, uh, you need the games to kind of really get through the parody of some of these divisions. So I'm, I, I'm I, like, I don't know that I'm on full panic with the Rangers yet, but I definitely am with you in that there's something to worry about here. Because they're just not meeting expectations. This is a team that I thought was going to be gritty. It's going to be tough. You know, they weren't a big goal scoring team. I said the one thing they needed this year was a scorer, and I don't think they achieved that. They just they didn't, they didn't get that guy. So it's, and they traded Ryan it's not Reeves. To, they traded it. Ryan Reeves yep. away. He was the muscle, the enforcer. Um, so they kind right. of took a step back on the physical part of things. And you know, I think they kind of need that physicality. Uh, you know, if you're going to be challenging teams like the Bruins, then you know right. you're going to need that physicality, or, or even I don't know about the Devils and the physicality part, but <laughs> yeah, you need to beat New Jersey right now. You need scores, and you need to solve New Jersey's goaltending, which has been really, really. I mean, what's her plus thirty-seven goal differential for New Jersey? That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're they're devastating teams. So it's a it's a it's a little bit of a road to hell. They're not that far out. But I do think there's enough to be concerned about there that if they don't if they don't really get some stuff figured out soon, they could be in a world of hurt. So we'll find out. Next week, Dave, I, I had a thought. We'll do a little bit of homework. It's the holiday season. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen for the bandwagon nerd. Uh, not sorry, bandwagon nerds. For, for Chair Shot Radio uh, in the next couple of weeks, as we get into the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, when we would t- or New Year's Eve, when we would typically record, we're grown ups and we have lives, so we might have things to do. So who knows what's going to happen there? But what we will do next week, I think, because it's the holiday season, is in the second half of the show, let's uh, let's bestow some gifts upon some teams for the holidays. What do you think? Can you can we do that, even if it's our own teams? I, I absolutely think we should bestow some gifts upon our own teams as well as some others. But that just seems like a nice way 
to ring in the holidays for hockey talk. What say you? Sounds good. I've got a gift for my team. That Uh, I got several. So for mine, not yours. But that's going to do it this for this week's edition of Hockey Talk. A quick little episode for y'all this week, Dave. Before we get out of here, tell everybody where they can find you on the Chairshot Radio Network and on the socials. You can find me on Twitter at Empty Net Goals Count Two. Uh, so there you go. No, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A G G and Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can catch me every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the Chairshot Radio Network. Monday, talking nerdy stuff with Dave. Tuesday, oh, Dave and PC Tony and a couple of other folks. Tuesday's talking hockey with just Dave. Wednesday's talking wrestling with Craig DeMarco. Before I give you my send off, I do also want to remind you all to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Remember to support everything we do by repping the brand. And yes, the money helps as well. Next week, Dave and I are going to be doling out the gifts to our NHL teams, as well as some other contenders and pretenders around the league. Thank you everyone for listening to this week's edition of Hockey Talk on Chair Shot Radio, part of the chairshot.com. We look forward to catching you next week.